Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. All right, let's, uh, I'm going to say my goodbyes and head off in the woods with Bucks. Okay, so is Bucks on your shoulder? Or is you, uh, Jonathan, I believe he's Bucks flying doing? above a little bit ahead, kind of leading the way, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, I need both of you to roll, unless you're not being quiet, I need both of you to roll stealth checks. Well, I'm trying to be quiet, but I'm not. It's up to you whether you're trying to or not. Bucks gets a 21. Uh, eight. Okay. No one notices the owl gliding overhead. Uh, Carlton, you're... You know you're not being as quiet as you normally are through the woods. Uh, you know, but you look like a, a human guard that you've seen around. You're going into the woods, and then what's... Just so I know where Bucks is trying to lead you to, what's kind of your, your general path? What do you, where are you going? What are you doing? We are trying to... So the, when he did his flyover of the compound, he tried to make note of an easily concealed entrance that Carlton could like hop over and sneak into. Uh, so he's going to try and lead him to that entrance. I didn't, get, I didn't get a map of the entire compound, but I would assume that with a little time of study, I, I can say, okay, here... And Bucks is trying going to try and lead him to there. And if there's if there's equidistant ones, we want it as close to the stables as possible. Okay. The Passar compound is about it was like a half a mile, quarter of a mile off the main road. There were some woods in between. There is a very low stone. It's essentially a stone fence, but it's like one of those old English stone fences that are maybe only like four feet tall at its tallest something carlton you can practically just walk over it's more a delineation of the size of the the land and the 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 borders than it is a real actual like gate and you know thus the guards that are circling around what bucks had seen were uh these pairs of guards that were doing a counterclockwise circle around the perimeter the two that were at the the main gate and the two that were at the entranceway to the house behind the house so you guys were going let me think for a second that was north so you guys were going west on this dirt road You'd be going back north, uh, basically on the entranceway into the house. The first thing past the guardhouse would be the house and the main grounds around it. Behind that, further to the north and to the east would be where the stables are. To the west would be where the storage units were. And about a half a mile out from this area would be kind of spotty rolling hills and then the forest starts up again this is a, a large couple of acres of land that has been cleared for this homestead that is a half a mile away from where this um, basic fence is that carlton can just walk over the forest starts up again oh and as i'm cleaning off uh, carlton's hands before he leaves i'm like all right bucks if you see a guard nearby screech and if once it's clear hoot all right and and uh and and i tell carlton that too okay 
Carlton's going right. to screech and hoot for the rest of the episode. Hootie hoo! Screech and Where is Bucks specifically going to lead Carlton to? He's gone off into the woods, heading north. So right now, if he was to continue to head north through the woods, he would end up breaking through the, the wood line, the, the tree line, going over a small fence uh rock rock stone wall and then getting to the main house if he continues clockwise he'll get to the entrance road and then to more woods going all the way around or he could go counterclockwise he'll go counterclockwise uh because i get the feeling that's closer to the stables because the stables are a bit away from the main house right you're kind of at this point on almost the opposite side of where the stables are. So like where you where you've stopped on the road and where Carlton ducks into the woods is on the south side of the house. Then there's the house. And then on the north eastern side of the house is where the stables are. That's where so it'll take him a little bit longer, but he won't have to cross the road that leads into the, the pass. Then house. that's exactly what we want to do. Okay. So, Carlton, you're heading through the woods, you're following Bucks, you're keeping an eye out for guards. There doesn't seem to be any guards that are actually in the woods. They all seem to be on their side of the stone wall, and you're you're heading that way. What are the rest of you doing? We are, I, I kind of like dust off my robes, look all, uh, I, I look as good as I can. I, I, I say, Bernie, am I wrinkled back there? Am I wrinkled? No, your butt's fine. Yay! All right, and then are we, we doing we, this? Let's do yeah, this. let's yeah. do this. We we accompany. We, we go on on opposite sides of Travancore. Yeah. Okay, you guys take the turn off onto the dirt road that leads into the Passerac House. Very quickly, you approach the guard house where you you do see the two guards. One comes walking out. The other stays at the guard house. Uh, you see that both of them are wearing. What is now at least familiar to Jonathan, um, the plain black and brown leathers of a guard, no helmet. They've got swords and uh, hand crossbows at their side. One of them approaches you when you're uh, about 10 feet away from the guardhouse and says, may I help you? I give a head nod to Jonathan as if to say that nobles don't introduce themselves. I say, greetings, and I do a deep bow. And uh, a very like ornate bow that I learned at that I learned at college, and I say, my name is Jonathan the Magimuscular. I am court wizard to to the Viceroy of Glenmar, Travancore, and we would bid an audience with your with your lord. the The Viceroy has come a very long way to to seek this audience, and we would be grateful if you if you would let us pass and and grant us. And 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 be graced with his presence. So, what are you? What business are you here on again? My my, uh, the excellency, his viceroy, has learned of some of the strife that is that has uh, struck this land, and wishes to discuss how he can bring his his excellent bearing and and resources to assist the, all of those of this uh, town of Amphail. Uh, we have heard we have heard troubling tales, and we wish to to engage all of the lords to see if we can make life better for the common people here. And and my excellency, the viceroy of Glenmar, feels that he is is very well equipped to to help in this manner. The guard takes a moment, kind of scratches at his stubble. He looks back at 
his companion looks back at you and says, So, is she expecting you? I say, oh no, uh, we, we are new in town and, and wish to come calling on her. We understand that your lady is very busy and we felt like we could come by and, and if not meet with her now, maybe meet with her. Uh, we, we would be willing to wait, uh, wait on her in, at your, in your hospitality for a good time for her to, to show, to, to, uh, grace us with her presence. Go ahead and roll a percept- uh, persuasion check. Baby with me. Baby praised. <laughs> Baby praised. Uh, that your roll? is a persuasion. That's a 20. Carlton sees a bumblebee fly ahead of him and goes. <laughs> 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 All right. He gives Travancore a, kind of a curious glance and then says, Wait here a moment, and turns around and, and walks the ten feet back to his companion. Uh, they talk for a very brief moment, maybe ten seconds, and then you see the one that had been talking to you is walking back towards you. The other one has gone back into the guardhouse. By the time the one who has been talking to you has reached you, you notice that out of the guardhouse comes the the other guard with a, a very small, well, almost looks like a, 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 a peregrine falcon on his arm, and he lets it go, and it goes darting off towards the house. And the guard that's been talking to you says, Wait here a moment, and we'll see if the lady wants to speak with you. And turns around and goes back to the guardhouse. And now the two guards, they're not antsy or wary, but they are definitely standing there kind of keeping an eye on you from the guardhouse. Are you guys going to just stand there and wait? Yes. Yeah, and I say, and I, 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 I reach up and I whisper into, to, uh, to Travancore. I say, I I'm whispering just so it looks like I'm telling you something. I'm not actually telling you anything, but they might not know what's going on. And and I nod, and I nod my head ever so slightly, listening to the non-whispering whispers. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are doing this. Carlton, Bucks leads you counterclockwise through the woods. There's one point in where he sees guards and hoots to you. Screeches. And hoots. what do you do? He uh, screeches. I'm sorry. Okay, he screeches. Like, I'm gonna keep going. He scre- he screeches. He sees some guards. You see that he's been he's been like flying forward and then doing us a lazy circle back and then flying forward again and then doing another lazy circle back just so that he's not on the same path all the time, but obviously leading you to direction. And then at one point, as he's circling back, uh, once he gets over you, you hear him screech. Uh, whenever he screeches, I go to the nearest tree and I kind of squat down and like lower my drawers a little bit. Okay. Until I hear the hoot. Are you trying to hide or are you just trying to look like you're pooping? A little bit of both. Okay. Roll me a stealth check. Because obviously if you're pooping, you want to be hiding. <laughs> the, the hidden poop check. Yeah. I poop in public. I roll a 10. <laughs> okay. Um, after probably about two or three minutes, Buck's has dipped back down into the trees and flies over your head and gives you a, a very calm and then I, I uh, pull up the pants and I continue on. All right. That is my cover. If I get caught in the woods, I am coming out here to bio break. 
he's keeping you far enough into the woods that's kind of hard for you to see the the lay of the land. You're just kind of trusting him as he goes. After several more minutes of circling the property, he starts to circle and then lands on a tree nearby. And as you approach him, you can see he's now led you a little bit closer to the house or to the uh, the homestead. You are now about 50 feet away from the tree line, about 100 feet away from the stone wall that denotes the the area that this house is property stops at. And you can see beyond that, he's brought you essentially to the back of the house. A little bit to your left, you can see the building that Jonathan described to you as the stables. In fact, uh, you can actually maybe see what looks like windows in the back of this building that uh, at least through one window, you're pretty sure you can see a horse in a stall. To the right is kind of a, a large, larger open field, and you can see where the oval track is, and you can see the house off in the distance. And whenever, whenever Bucks lands to try and perch, he always tries and lands behind something. Like he's he's smart enough to not like put himself to where he's a silhouette uh, in something. Okay. So he'll hide behind like a thatch or a beam, or if there's a chimney, he'll hide behind the chimney. But that's where, like, when he's not stealth flying, that's where, and he, and he needs to stop, that's what he tries to do. Uh, before he flies off and hides, I gesture him to me. Does he come to me? Uh, he sees you and flies over. Uh, and I pull out a strip of bacon that I had pocketed earlier, and I put it into his tiny little beak. He's flown over, he lands on your shoulder, just, um, <laughs> mostly because he's been told to do all of this, and you hand him the strip of bacon, and it is, like, gone before you've even finished holding it out to him. Thanks, Al, buddy. And I scratch under his, I scratch under his chin, and then he flies away. I like our pets. You feel like he would look adorable in a tiny red scarf. Oh, yeah! You feel like oh, he would look color. adorable under any circumstance. Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check, just Carlton. Perception. Okay, I can do this. I can't do this. Seven. You take a moment kind of crouched in the woods to survey what you see. You don't see anybody close by. You, you're pretty sure you can see one or two people towards the back of the house, kind of on the side where the tower is. So off to um, your right. They don't. There's there's single people. They look like they might be servants, might be guards, but they're off in that distance. But you, you're not sure if you see anybody else close by. Okay. What would you like to do? Oh, you want me? Uh, I don't know if we, I'm trying to figure out when we're jumping back and forth. But oh, I'll say. Okay. Um, I guess I'll make my way to the stables. Okay. Sneaky. Are you gonna try to sneak to the stable? Your sneak? Well, um, I want to do. I'm not gonna be obviously sneaking. Like not like. Well, I might. Uh, let's see what the dice say. No, 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 no. If you the roll dice say a that I sneak check. with a 13. I was okay. going to say, not like a sneaky, like hunched over this kind of sneaking. But if it was a two, it would be this kind of sneaky. Basically, but it's a 13. I, so my question was going to be, are you trying to remain unnoticed? Or are you just walking forward and not, you know, and, and being confident? So if you're trying to sneak, you've rolled a what? A 13. Okay. You dart through the woods. You kind of make your way to this stone wall, which at this point on the house is maybe like four feet. Once the again, the stables. The sta well, the grounds, essentially. Okay. There's this uh, stone wall that surrounds the grounds. As I said, it's very short. It's, it's almost more of a 
denotion point, you easily you kind of look around, you don't see anybody, you hop over it, you get to the back of the stables. Specifically, you kind of end up under the window that you saw uh, what you think is a horse, and you can now smell hay, manure, you hear the the soft sounds of horses and stalls, at least two, um, you hear a, a whinny or two, and kind of the, the soft noises that you're familiar with horses making. What would you like to do? Can we, can we time out here? I have a question as a player. Sure. Horses have really good, really good ability to smell things. Yeah. And but a very bad ability to talk to people around them. Would they smell the poo and freak out? Or would they smell a half-orc and freak out? The poo, no. Because poo. Especially since the poo came from Jonathan and they're used to humans. The half-orc, you don't know. <gasps> I can't wait to find out. At the moment, Carlton, you don't hear any freaking out horses okay in this stable i'm assuming there might be like a treat or feed bucket nearby not here you're on the back side of the stables so it is basically a solid wall around you you know from the map that jonathan showed you that to your left is going to continue to be a wall as it's the if if you're at the l shape of this stable here here we go if you're at the l shape of this stable i only got the map of the house not of the stables uh, but Jonathan would have told you about the grounds. Okay. And so the grounds include this L-shaped stables. You're at the long portion on the northern side in the back. You could go to your right, and basically the stables would end. You'd be kind of out in the field. You'd be able to walk forward and see the the oval track and towards where Bucks has seen an entrance to the stable. You could go to the left, and you'd basically continue around the back corner of the stable to the east, where then the attached building that you think might be an outhouse is, and the official entrance to the stables is, kind of also out, you know, nothing over to your to your left. I'll head towards the L entrance, because that's, if I do get caught, there's the outhouse there, or what I think is the outhouse, so okay. that would make the most sense to keep my cover. So you're going left, you'll go around, continue around the corner, and yep. head towards the outhouse. Okay, while he's doing that, the rest of you have been waiting patiently, quietly, as a few minutes, a few tense minutes pass. The guards are just kind of looking at you. You're looking at the guards. You do this fake whispering to each other. Finally, this falcon comes darting out of the sky, lands on the arm of the guard that had initially sent it off. They pull a small piece of paper off of its talon, and then the guard hands the paper to the other guard and goes back into the house with it, the little check. He opens a piece of paper, reads it, nods, rolls it back up, puts it in his pocket, walks back to you and says, "Uh, my lady says that she will be happy to see you. Please follow me. And he turns and starts to head towards the house. As he says that, I'm like, very good. We appreciate your hospitality. He nods to you and... Can I roll to see how haughty I can look? (laughs) <laughs> uh roll me a charisma check just go ahead and roll a d20 and add your charisma bonus now that's h-a-u-g-h-t-y actually, not h-o-t-t-y i would assume roll me a performance check i think i get oh. bonuses on those now because i'm a charlatan yeah gather us in the rich and the haughty look at that coming into play i will i will take a performance check from you it's times like this where I do all these checks. I wish I was a skill monkey. I got a six, so I 
obviously I'm very tiny and small. And because I'm so small, even when I'm haughty, I look so cute. You are doing your absolute best to look snotty and snooty as hell. The guard doesn't seem to pay you any mind and walks towards the house. Do you guys follow? Let me tell you what, his knee feels like it is worthless. His (laughs) knee feels like a piece of dirt. I dismount from shadow at this point and I follow. Okay, you guys follow the guard up to the house. Now that it's the the daylight, even even with it being kind of a gray overcast day and the tenseness of this encounter, you're a little impressed by the the faca- the front facade of this mansion that you guys are approaching. The grounds are immaculate. The uh, lead up is a very uh, well maintained gravel road that leads right up to the front doors, which are these large oak double doors. It's a a mansion in the the southern style of plantation mansions with Greco-Roman revival. Exactly, for those of you who know what that is. Uh, big, large windows. It looks like it's at least a two-story building. There's the two guards at the front. You guys can see towards the back of the house on your left, you can see the spire rising of this weird tower that seems to be it's in the same style, and it's the the same kind of wood and brick material that this whole house is made of, so it doesn't look like it was attached, but it definitely stands out from the very classical mansion you've got before you. As you approach the front doors, the two guards at the front door have obviously been informed that you guys are arriving. They don't even stop you. They just both reach forward and open the double doors. And the one who is leading you leads you right into the house. You guys just follow him right in? Yeah. All right. The main entrance to the house is grand. It is a a very highly polished marble floor that is it's this interesting like pinkish white on the inside the actual grand entranceway is the full two stories of the house so the vaulted ceilings and this marble floor um as as well as kind of the the wood and marble on the outside of this entranceway make everything echo and as shadow enters and bernie especially as as you also enter uh, are you still riding cocos newt I've dismounted. I know better than to ride a dog inside a house. Okay. Coco Snoot's claws, they click very loudly on this floor and kind of echo as you as you walk on in. You see to your to your right you see a a small doorway. You see a another set of double doors uh, in front of you and this a uh, very highly polished wood staircase on both the right and the left leading grandly up to a second floor that you you can't really see the guard leads you into this room and stops and from there you see another uh gentleman in finery uh but very plain finery not very ostentatious kind of uh, a very deep purple doublet and hose approach you guys he glances to the guard and he says are these the yeah oh yes okay and he says uh yes the the ma'am is expecting you uh she will be with you shortly i am to take you into um one of the the drawing rooms that we have if if you would follow me do do your your 
And she's he it's obvious he's like trying to figure out how to address Cocos Newton's shadow and is not exactly sure how to address them. Our mounts? Yes, your mounts. Um, would they like to stay here? I just look at Coco Snoot and I say, sit. And Coco Snoot, butt on the floor immediately. Good dog. How about Shadow? I look at Shadow and I sort of mouth the word stay to him, like without actually audibly saying it. Okay. He's trained with you enough that he knows what you're asking. He doesn't sit as obediently as Coco Snoot, but you see him relax just a little bit. And it's obvious he's going to he's gonna stay there next to his dog buddy. Seeing this and, and seeing you guys kind of put your animals at ease, the, the gentleman in the, the finery leads you to the double doors on the main floor. He leads you through those doors and then off to the left where you're led into kind of a very fancy sitting room. It's got a bunch of plush chairs sitting in a bunch of places, a very large fireplace, which is currently lit. It looks like it was just freshly lit too. Like there's, the room has a, a little bit of a chill like they hadn't actually started the fire yet and this fire was just started pretty much because you guys are coming there is a table in the middle of the room kind of a, a small drawing table along the side uh, on the opposite side of the door you can see a very large window um showing the outside of the grounds it it reminds you a little bit of the uh the tuft uh room that you guys all sat and talked to Alaro's tuft in the Porter opens the door and kind of motions and says, my lady will be uh, down very shortly if you would please have a seat and make yourself as comfortable as possible and I I will bring some refreshments. I appreciate your hospitality. Thank you. All right. You guys enter um, within... As soon as you guys enter, he kind of gently closes the door behind you. About a minute later, he comes back on a silver platter with three cups and a pitcher of uh, fresh water, lays them on the table, gives you a small bow, and leaves again. I take one of the drinks, and I say, and I give Travancore a look, and it's not, it's not Jonathan the Magimuscular looking at his teammate Travancore, it's his, it's the court wizard looking at his viceroy, and I say in what would, they would probably normally think is a very odd way of saying this, I say, Your Excellency, do you, do you think you can help these people? That way, if any, that way, if anyone is listening, we seem more legit. Prayerfully, we can. With good bay on our side, I see that as a possibility. Let me consult with my, my guru. Guru, what say you? 50-50 chance. At best. I see. <laughs> Thank you, Guru. You're most wise. Okay, you guys sit for about a good five minutes. And we sort of continue this, this in-character banter, just kind of like talking about, like, I bring up, well, the, the grounds are very nice. It's an immaculate house. It really is. <laughs> for, for a continent to be, for, for this place especially, like, I am impressed with what they're able to do with this home. Is there anything else you guys are going to do while you're waiting, or just, are you just going to just kind chatting of in character? Yeah, gonna in talk character. about the weather. Okay. After about five minutes, the room is still kind of slowly warming. What with the the fire going, you hear a gentle knock at the door. The uh, immediately after the knock, the door opens. The porter in the the finery opens the door and says, "May I please present the the lady of the house, Madame Olivia Passerac." 
and you guys are currently seated, he gives you all a, a look and then kind of moves to the side as a woman enters. I rise immediately. We all rise. Okay. From the presentation, from the way that the gentleman has kind of bowed and moved out of the way from her, you, you almost expect princess lady, you know, to enter. The woman that enters is wearing leather armor. She is in black leather armor. You see daggers at her side. She's uh, fairly tall for a human. She's maybe like five, eight, five, nine, almost six feet very a muscular build she's got very long uh, brown hair tied into a ponytail that sits down her back and very piercing brown eyes that are kind of looking at you all she, uh, her face is very angular very pretty but she's got kind of a stern look on her face she nods to the porter who uh, as she enters then ducks behind her closes the door she looks at all of you her eyes finally landing on travancore and says ah the viceroy uh does she have her hand out no she does okay. not she just says ah the viceroy lady Passerac, thank you for meeting with us do you approach her at I, all I, do. Or do you I, I approach her i sort of like you know i put my hand out to like to receive hers as is the custom of my nobles she looks at it for just a moment and then takes your hand. I, I, give it a, I, I give it a slight kiss, just because that's what nobles do back around my way. Okay. She kind of submits to it. Uh, you get the sense that she's impatient and very quick to pull her hand away, not out of disrespect, but out of, all right, fine, let's just get this over with. She nods to you. She nods to everybody. She says, so I am told that you wanted to speak. Speak with me about important matters. Please, have a seat. Let us parlay. And she enters the room and takes one of the seats nearest the door, immediately uh, goes to get some water, sees that the three cups have been taken by the three of you and that the porter hasn't been smart enough to, to bring some more, sits back in the chair and unhooks. You can now see she's she looks like she's dressed to go adventuring she's off she looks like she's dressed to go off into the, the woods she has a, a water skin with her uncorks it drinks from it puts it back leans back in the chair she is sitting upright but it's not a it's not uh travancore you especially notice this she's not prim and proper upright she's cat ready to pounce if necessary upright well i guess we all sit yep we do okay some of the events that have since our arrival in Amphil have been most distressing. Uh, you'll forgive me, my comment is not adequate, perhaps, to describe my my feelings on this. I will yield to my point guard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Jonathan? I I I say, yes, uh we we upon coming into town we we witnessed a a melee at what we thought was a horse race and and after assisting to dispatch these these monsters, we we had we stayed in town for a while and noticed noticed a lot of fractures between the house, lots of lots of disharmony, and and His Excellency the Viceroy has seen this disharmony 
and and would and offers his assistance in any capacity that he has to to help smooth over relations between the houses to to better serve the people of Amphail. I believe you've already served the people of Amphail well. I, if my information is correct, it was you and your retinue who actually saved those who were turned to stone during that melee. Is that correct? Yes, we we assisted. We we certainly did not do all of the work. The 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 toughs definitely helped, and and afterward we saw a, quite a few banners. Uh, looking over the the petrified village people, and we ran into some problems, especially with the with the uh, the Amkarthra, uh, uh forces, and and from some of the information we've gathered, it seems like like e- even though this was was seemingly an isolated incident, incident there there are tensions among the houses and. And my my excellency's people thrive on harmony and and look to to promote it wherever possible. And and seeing this, he 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 felt like he, it was his duty as a noble person to to look out for the for the common people of Amphail. And as such, he has taken it upon himself to visit every house to see if there's any any assistance he can give them in order to to help help harmonious relations between the houses for the betterment of the town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Olivia thinks for a second on your words and says, I see. And so you are here with me, even though the Passerac family has been far removed from these houses for quite a while. We're going in alphabetical order. Yes, um... Uh, and I say, uh, yes, our uh, our guru to my excellency uh, was was the was the planner for our trip today. And as such, in, in her alphabet, your house's name is is near the front of the list, which is why we are here. Uh, uh, and I say, Bernice, where where is our next stop after this? It depends on when I get the ink back. We have to go from there. It's color-coded, but I don't have all the colors I need. So after we finish with the colors, then we'll know. But you all were color-coded, and I had your color, so we started here. Language is dynamic and not static, at least in our case. Yes, that. When do you see the Amkarthras in your little goodwill visits? I say, I believe... And I say, Bernice, if uh, if I remember your alphabet correctly, we would see them after the Salembers, right? And I, I I I do the thing where I'm looking left, so like I'm like I'm trying to recall something and not looking right where I where I'm lying. So I'm like I'm like trying to trying to look scholarly and and think of what Bernice has told me of her language of her Gnomish language. They are blue 22. So yes, you are correct. So Jonathan, go ahead and, and roll me a deception check. I'll give you advantage on it since Bernie uh, essentially aided you. God, I hope you do a good job on this. Uh, deception. Ooh. Here we go. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. She once again 
kind of regards you for a second, Jonathan, as as you speak, and then says, If you are interested in fostering peace among the houses, you are probably decades too late. But if you are serious, then the Amkarthras are where you should really be starting, because they are the ones that sow the seeds of hatred and fear amongst these people. Ma'am, I'm not gonna lie, we got that feeling. I, I turn to, I, I look concerned, I look kind of like, like knowing, and, I'm, and I say, my excellency, may, may, I speak, may I speak freely? You may. And I kind of lean in, and I say, the Amkarthras are one of the reasons why we are making this tour. We didn't want to tip them off that we might be I would I would not say gathering evidence against them but sort of getting we wanted to get more of the opinions of them of some of the other houses and it was very fortunate that your house was first in our in our visit uh in our tour here because as you said your your house is more removed and we we did not we did not encounter any of your of your people in town so uh, coming out here served that purpose as well to get your opinion of that house since we had heard your house's name to see what else you thought of other houses but mostly the amkarthras i say perspective is this the correct word the idea that you are removed from the events of Amphail more than other houses gives you perspective. Jonathan, am I saying that right? Very, very good, Your Excellency. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. She steeples her fingers together and leans forward in the chair a little bit. Her posture a little more interested, a little more intent, looking at Travancore. And she says... So exactly what information are you looking to gather while you are here with us? I would like to know what makes Hamphail interesting. Is there something here, some artifact, some feature, some commonality that would make it a target for, for say, a basilisk attack? I, as far as I know, this is a town like, like many others I've seen on this continent. I don't see all respect to your home, of course, aside from the horse races. What would make this a specific target for, for, for hostile creatures? As you say, with all respect to your home, you see her stiffen a little bit. And when you finish, she says, this is not our home. This is a way station. This is a port that we use to our advantage. This is a place that we have put down some roots. But I would not call this home. Our home is in Waterdeep. This is a playground at best, and a, a place I am forced to be at at worst. I see. Did not, I meant no offense. There is none taken. You would not know. Well, it seems they have no vested interest. Do you say that out loud? I, I say that like kind of quietly to Jonathan, like sort of like mumbly. Okay. She says, I have no vested interest. In this town, no. We are here for the convenience of the horses, for the knowledge of the breeding practices, and the avail availability of specialists. The people 
and the petty squabbles of this town interest me not. And any time in the past that we have attempted to join in on their festivities or remove ourselves or interact at all with some of these houses have only ended in disaster. And we've found it best to just keep to ourselves. And certainly more recent events have cemented that feeling. While the attack on the townspeople was regrettable, and part of me wishes we could have been there to help fend off those beasts and protect those innocent people. That is the choice that we have made, is to stay removed from the bickering and the posturing that happens in this town. And I say, I certainly understand that, um, that attitude. You mentioned information that you had that might that we might not know about the Amkarthras. Uh what would that be? And this is this is genuine interest because we, we also hate the Amkarthras, so <laughs> she arches an eyebrow at you and says I don't know what you know. Why don't you tell me what information you're after? Do you believe that the Amkarthras are behind the attack on the townspeople? They certainly used it as an opportunity, as our guru here can can attest to we we found several of the of the petrified townspeople uh damaged or destroyed uh while the amkarthras were guarding them and we took it upon ourselves to protect these these damaged uh these damaged individuals there was nothing we could do for the ones that were destroyed but our 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 guru here is a is a fantastic healer and was able to to mend one of the broke one of the uh, broken statues. Uh, uh, Bernice, I believe you attached an arm? An arm. I shake my head. That is good to hear. It doesn't surprise me. The Amkarthras show up where trouble has The question arrived. that we want to know is not if they show up, but if they're the cause of it. I don't know for certain. It would not surprise me. As I said, we have been removed from the politics of this town for long enough that my information is perhaps out of date, but it is certainly possible the main son of that, ta of that house is unpredictable and egotistical. I mean, he's predictably an asshole, but we, everybody knows that. Um, can I ask you a question, lady person? Olivia? Isn't that why you're here? You don't really, you don't seem to like it here very much. And you don't race your horses in the races. Why not find somewhere else? Because the access we have here to certain specialists when it comes to breeding horses is more important than my personal feelings so over this town. So if you don't race them here, where do they go? For the moment, they go nowhere. For the moment... We have nothing to show. You mean you have no horses, or you just don't have a buyer? For the moment, we do not. We have not produced the breeding stock that we wish to produce. That has to be incredibly disappointing, considering how much you hate being here. Yes, 
It is. You guys got any other questions? Sip on this water. I, I, I yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm no. I'm looking for. I'm. I'm sort of looking for direction. I. I do have a question for you, Lady Pass Passerac. I consider myself, well, aside from my recent interest in the in the the faith of Bay, um, to be a man of reason, to be a man Wait, of science, hold on. to be a man of hope. Why are those things in any way? We 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 pause time out. Why are those things in contrast to the worship of Queen Bay? Perhaps they are not. I'm new. I am new in the way of your faith. We can discuss it later. Yes. I consider, as I said, I consider myself to be a man of faith, or rather, a man of reason. A man of science and a man of hope. Do you consider yourself to be the same? On occasion, yes. Science. Occasion would that be? I'm, I'm sorry if this is inartfully worded, as I said. My common perhaps use some work, and I am, I am doing my best to learn. Horse breeding is nothing but an inexact science. Being able to produce the stock you want and remove the traits that are undesirable are difficult and messy and not as simple as i would like i am i'm not an expert in these matters i leave that to others in my house i am just in charge of the house for the moment and its finances i see but yes i trust in their knowledge and methods or else i would not employ them i see we have similar projects in domestication. Back home, we domesticate bears. It's one of the reasons I have a bear now. If I find any notes from back home that might assist you in your progress, would you mind if I pass them along? I might be interested, yes. Depends on what notes you're talking about. We're not interested in domestication. We're interested in breeding. Well, I don't know if you know about domestication, but it took about 10 years so it is a matter of breeding in the traits you do and don't want yes she seems yeah the two aren't Bernie's just very unfazed by all of this just so you know suffice to say the two aren't mutually exclusive there are aspects of domestication that would serve well but as you said you're you you delegate that responsibility to others and perhaps I'm best served giving that information to you and then you'd give them to them to see what they will to do with them as a note, Jonathan the Magimuscular is trying to hide his concern that he hasn't heard from Bucks yet. Okay. I, you've only been in the house maybe 15 minutes. It really hasn't been that long. And the grounds, you know, are more than 100 feet. So he would have to, you know, leaving that where Carlton is going leaving his side to be within 100 feet of you to be able to um, convey a message very likely means he's not going to be anywhere inside of Carlton. So, you know, take that as it will. No, but no, you do uh, know all of but this. But I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm... So we broke off and we, wa mm -hmm. we, we interacted at the gate. We walked to the gate. We interacted there. Yep. We waited. We walked to the house. We interacted there a little. We waited, and now we're we're talking with uh with Lady Pastoract, and I still haven't gotten the the Apple message that that nope. Carlton's in the clear. Okay, it's been about just about thirty minutes since you guys split off from the woods at most. 
So you guys have been having this conversation at this point, uh, Lady Passerac. She's been talking with you, Travancore, and she cocks her head to the side a little bit and says, So you've told me a bit about what you are trying to do, and you've asked me several questions. It's now my turn to ask you a few questions. What brought you to this town in the first place? I am on a survey mission from the Kingdom of Arcanum to learn as much as I possibly can about Faerun and report back. Part of that mission is doing exploration of the entire continent. Previously I was in Greenest, recently I was in Waterdeep, now I find myself in Anfail. I observe and report, and where I can, I help out. And you arrived here at a very fortuitous time when people such as yourself with more guts than most were willing to put yourselves in danger and stop an attack on people you hardly knew. That would be my influence. And she looks at you and uh, Bernie, she's got a very stoic kind of piercing gaze. Like her face has betrayed very little. She's just made eye contact with you as you've spoken up. And she says, why put yourself in danger for our townspeople? Have you not heard the teachings of Queen Bay? I've heard many teachings and many of them talk of the selfless protection of those who could not protect themselves. She has a discography of over 167 songs. Where would you like to begin? Not with any of those. I Don't take it personally, Guru. I don't. I'm not going to hell. I will say that while my information can sometimes be a little out of date, considering how we've kept separate from the town, I do have my means of keeping in touch. And I was told that you had a fourth member with you. Did he fall in that battle? No, he's not. May I speak candidly? He is, he is allowed. I thought that's what we were doing right now. It is, but I, I don't want to be too inartful. Frankly, he is allowed. He, he is at a loss when it comes to situations and deals with royalty. We, we value him. He is an asset to our kingdom, but perhaps he is not one who is able to parlay effectively. And I dismissed him for, for this, from this mission for that reason. I don't want to cause an international incident. I certainly don't want to offend you. And as much as I value him, I think that, that those circumstances will be inevitable were I to bring him. So can I assume that he might be just enjoying the food and drink at the staghorned flagon like most guests? Actually, we should have done a better job at keeping up with where he went today. Uh, I believe he mentioned the the tavern, and like like my excellency says, he is sometimes just of his own mind and desires. So it's very possible he's there. He could be he could be out hunting. I he could be sitting on a on a patch of clover, counting the leaves for five hours, man. It is not whether or not he tells us where he's going to go. It's whether or not he actually ends up there. It's at this point I'd like all three of you to roll. I feel like we should get advantage because a lot of this is actually true about Carlton. <laughs> you know how they say like the best lies. As she says the best whether or not he counted clovers, I see a clover. Sadly, none of this is based on the truth. You know exactly where he should be and is and should be going to. So I need all three to roll separate deception checks, please. 
Carlton sees a clover in passing. He's like, one, two, three, four leaves. Okay. And then keeps walking. <laughs> I'm All like right. looking at my uh, bonuses. Jonathan? A 16. I forgot to... Okay, then Travancore? 14. And Bernie, whenever you're ready. Uh, drum roll, please. Sorry, guys. I just like thought I wrote stuff down. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, that's a that's that's good, but it's probably gonna be just like last time where it's shit. I also got a fourteen. We are equally mediocre. Okay. She takes in the the banter between all of you and nods her head and says, "Then you can convey my thanks, as I am sure." You have heard the thanks already of other houses, especially the Tufts, about the work that you have done. But please let him know that the Passerac family is also grateful for your aid in helping our townspeople. Are they a problem? The basilisks. Are they like a, a common thing here in the woods and stuff? Is this like a thing that happens a lot? This is the first time that has ever happened. Yes. And I say, we have run into other ill-desirable creatures out there. Oh my gosh. One of them tried to take my heart. Uh, they tried to take my heart first, and they tried to have sex with it. So let's... Yeah. So yeah, they're not the only shitty thing you guys have going on in the woods out here. I was just wondering, like, is this like their habitat? Not that I am aware of. You should put that this is not their habitat down. That's an observation. Oh, I say, oh, yes. And I, and I, uh, I get out. I, I, I just, I look up for a second. I'm like, okay, I'll make a note of it. Aside from the Amcarthers, how, I mean, how would they get here? Do you think there, there's tunnels? Do they tunnel? There's mountains nearby. Is there mountains nearby, guys? Don't I miss them, no, baby. In my head, we're in a valley and there's mountains and woods. <laughs> uh, you're not terribly close to mountains now. <laughs> you're kind of on rolling hills, plains, heading Forgive north. Forgive me. I'm quite small. And most large hills, mountains. Um, <laughs> how did they get here? Do you think it was the um, Ancarthas, or do you think it was someone else? You would have to ask the basilisks. Well, that's going to be a little tough, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> and I, I kind of like, I, I, I'm like, damn straight. As you guys continue this conversation, Carlton. Hi, it's me. Yeah. You've come around <laughs> the side of the L shape of this stable. You're heading towards where you know the entrance, the main entrance is, as well as nearby where this, what you think is an outhouse. And I'd love you to roll a perception check, as I'm assuming you're keeping an eye out for things. I would love for you to, love for me to roll a perception. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, I'm... you guys can ask oh, to roll. A, a, if you guys want to do stuff, you could ask, hey, can I roll a, can I do a, at any yeah. time? Perception. So. Oh. Not persuasion. All right. 24 Not persuasion. Perception. Uh, 24. My intelligence is low. The peas all look alike. <laughs> okay. You come around the corner, doing your best to stay relatively hidden as well as you think. The entranceway to the, what you think is an outhouse, and it kind of smells maybe like an outhouse. You're not sure, but, you know, there's so much manure around from the horses. You glance around the side. You can see Bucks flying now, he's kind of left his perch and is flying way over overhead, kind of keeping an eye on things. The pair of guards that he had alerted you to, you can see way off in the distance about to 
basically disappear behind the house. But your attention is drawn to the stables to your right. You can see that there is a gentleman with um, a horse. It looks like a Palomino kind of gently leading this horse around the oval track that's in front of the stables. He's currently just coming around in where his back will be towards you. In another five seconds, his, his back and the horse's back is going to be to you. They're walking casually. And then uh, from inside the stables, you can hear one voice, male, sounds like he's singing. Kind of just... And like shoveling. It sounds like somebody's in there shoveling manure or something. Okay. Um, do I see any of the any of the horses in the stable? Like, do I get a good look at them, or do I gotta like go in there to get a good look? Uh, you at this point would have to walk around the outhouse to get to the main entrance. You're just still on the side, relatively hidden. You'd have to gotcha. basically walk out into the open in order to enter the stable. All right. Well, they always say confidence is key. So uh, I'll kind of straighten myself up, not not thinking that anybody's noticed me, and I'll. Uh, stroll with a somewhat look of sense of purpose uh, into the stables. Okay. You walk around what you think is the outhouse, enter the stables. You're entering, of of the L, you're entering kind of the short bit, but a lot of kind of the front of this stables you can actually see are, are o- a little bit more open air from this front bit. Once you get into the longer portion, it's kind of chest high stable wall to let some of the air out. Um, the bit that you enter doesn't actually have any stalls in it for horses. The The shorter part of the L is all gear storage. You see a bunch of saddles, bridles. Um, you see an anvil and uh, the basics for uh, where someone would shoe a horse, although it's, it's dark and cold at the moment. As you come around, the, whist- the, the humming that you heard was coming from a young man maybe, you know, late teens, early 20s, uh, doing some shoveling inside of one of the stalls. The longer L shape of these stalls you can see have what looks like eight stables in them. Two of them currently have horses. The gentleman who is shoveling is in one in between the two horses, an, an empty one, and he's kind of just shoveling manure out of it. Further down the long part of this L, uh, you can see that the open bits of this stable close off again. And at the very far end, there's uh, three or four larger stalls. They look empty. One of them looks like it might be large enough for maybe a carriage, but it it looks like kind of a, a more closed off area. And as you come around, the, the gentleman who is shoveling manure looks up, gives you a little bit of a nod, goes back to shoveling. Uh, I, I give him the nod and carry on. And, <laughs> and I make my way towards the big stalls in the back. Okay. As you pass by this gentleman, you see the, the two horses that are in the stalls there. One of them seems to be a gray, but seems to be a little small for a gray. The other one is is uh some kind of red. You're not sure. They seem to be normal horses. Do I Nothing... notice like a treat box or feed tra- uh, feed box anywhere nearby that I can kind of give a treat to the horse? 
Uh, not nearby. No, they're both. The, their stalls are closed off, and they they don't have any feed bags or anything. You can see a water trough in each of their stalls, and there's a water trough outside, but you don't see any obvious treat. Food. Yeah. No, no hay or food. Basically, I want to oh, try to like. Got, they've got hay, but they there's no not like you know treats nearby. There's not like a a box of apples or something you just grab. I have an apple in my bag. Okay. Okay, I have an apple in my bag from when we were in Greenest, I guess. <laughs> or whatever. Sure. I have an apple from the farm. All right. Uh, I pull it out of my bag, and I, I present it to one of the horses um, so I can kind of get a good look at its teeth when it comes to nibble at the apple. Okay, the gray or the red? Uh, Red. Okay, you go over and present the apple. The, the horse, you know, obligingly comes up to the door, takes it. Teeth look fine. Horse looks fine. As the horse takes the apple, the gentleman who's been shoveling stuff says, Hey, don't you know you're not supposed to feed those guys? Uh, official business. It's okay this one time. We're, uh, they're, they're, it's they not supposed to, to be any, t- any time. What, was something changed? Uh, they're, they wanted me to log the reaction if it happened. And yeah. Is he dressed like a servant? Uh, not a servant, no. He's wearing plain clothes, but, you know, he's shoveling manure. So, for all you know, he's just put on plain clothes in order to shovel manure. And he stopped at this point. He's kind of holding the pitchfork, looks over, and is giving you kind of a, a surprised look. And said, we were told nobody was supposed to be feeding these guys anything until we got word from the, the guard captain. Well, uh, the guard captain. <coughs> Bless uh. you, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think I might have a little bit of hay fever. Well, it happens uh, in here. Yes. So you're saying that uh, not until we get word from the guard captain? Before no, I had to excuse myself. No, the briefing this morning, they didn't say that anything had changed. I was talking to DM the player because I oh. kind of had to excuse myself to sneeze. and I kinda... Oh, yeah. He said what he said was, we hadn't heard anything different from the guard captain. It was from the briefing this morning. Then uh, I must have, uh, I, I was a little late. I was on assignment. I must have missed it. Well, this is... You're going to have to go talk to him. I don't want him blaming this so on I, me. It won't be on you. Uh, and I, I, I kind of like reach into my bag and I just set down a little pouch of five gold. It's like, just listen. Nobody wants to get in trouble. Neither you nor I. I, I, I missed the meeting. I was unaware. I will make up to the guard captain later. Once I'm done with my duties today. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Fourteen? He's looks at that, he looks back up at you and he says, last thing I need is a lady on my ass. No, no. And he turns to the guy out uh, walking the horse and, Reggie, Can I muffle him go- before he does that? When I see him start to turning? Uh, you're about ten feet away from him, so he's he manages to turn and at least say, Reggie, would you go get the god captain before? What would you like to do? Thinking as player, please insert disc I don't two. Waste my... Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't want to waste loading. Shit and I don't want to start loading. <laughs> loading. Well, while we're waiting for the guard captain, what was said in the meeting? What? Well, what do you mean was said? Basically, everything. I told was... you I missed the meeting. I did. I was unaware. Well, I don't know why you'd be asking me. I mean, I'm not the one who gave it. They just told us about you know be wary because you know we we might have. Uh, intruders coming in on 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 the grounds, and that everything Do I else look is pretty like much. Do I look like an intruder? 
Well, I I don't know. We were told to just be wary of people. And you're being a little weird. And you're feeding the horses when we were told specifically we were not supposed to feed anybody. You were told not to. I am a guard. I have different orders. Well, but all the guards were there. It was all the guards and the servants. We have the morning meeting. Why don't you? And at this point, he backs up five feet. And he says, Reggie, would you be quick about it, please? Oh, uh, I should, I should probably muffle him. You should him. probably shit your pants yes. and run. Yeah, you Cover's blown. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you. It's you. At this point, you can see that the gentleman who has been walking the horse outside, he's now tied the horse's reins over, and he's moving towards the outhouse area. He's kind of heard this guy, and he's moved towards the outhouse. Are the stables? Are the stable doors to the horses locked? Oh no, no. There, it's a it's a wide open entrance way, and then. Up until the last little bit of this L, it's fairly open. Like, it's a, it's a chest-high wall, essentially. It's an open-air front of the stable. It's only the, the back end that is completely closed off, kind of the last 30 right, feet. Right, but the, where the red is, I can, like, get into the same area as the red? Oh, the, 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 where the actual... Yeah, that's not locked. Kind of want to mount it and ride off. Because if I have to escape, I'm, they know they're on to me. I can make a quicker escape on horse if he's saddled it or put his horse away it's not saddled it is right i'd be right i'm gonna be waddling i know i'm gonna be waddling later but not his his horse but like if he put his horse like staked it tied it up so to we could come without a horse i would have an advantage on a horse to get away what do you want to do it's all you yeah i'm thinking because we need hard evidence but this horse doesn't look i need to know what's in that fucking Back right. area. And I don't know why you stopped before you got there. Because I wanted to see if one of these horses had the teeth. They wouldn't, not in the open. <laughs> all right, I'm going to. All right, well, I'll, I'll wait for the captain in the back and I start going towards the back. Okay. Um, Are you just going to walk past this dude? Because he's kind of standing between you at this point. And... Yeah. All right. He'll let me pass. He... I glare down at him. He lets you pass but you hear him saying sir you don't want to go back there do you even have permission to go hey 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 you're not allowed back there at all and he's going to continue to kind of rambling yell at you as you enter the back of this stable area where the opening part of the stable ends and kind of the full walls begin as i said it's kind of the the back area there's three stables essentially but they seem to be like double stables almost what you'd expect uh what they would put pregnant mares in it's some place where the horse would have a, a comfortable place to lie down everything is empty it has fresh hay there's a kind of a little bit of a, a horse smell back here but not much um and there's just the the three stalls all three are open all right uh are there no horses in them nope no horses. The only horses you can see are the, the, the gray and the red that you passed by that were in the open air part of it, and the other one that was staked up outside. And there's no, in the back of the, this is the long L. Yep. Right? You're at the very, you're at the butt closed off end of the long L. You're basically standing there, you've entered this area, there's a stable to your right, a stable to your left, and a stable directly in front of you. It's closed off. Each of the stables seem to be a double wide. They are, the doors themselves are open and you can see into them. Uh, and from where you're standing, all you can see is fresh hay. 
Uh, can I perception for anything relevant, or is there just nothing relevant at this time? Just roll me a perception check. Oh, fuck. Nine. Hey, double-sided. Hey! You look around, you can see there's sconces for um, some lanterns. The lanterns are not lit because it's still daylight. Smells like hay, looks looks like horses. You could enter each of this, the stables and do a, a more thorough search, but at the moment they just kind of look like a, a Can I look for like a secret door? Uh, yeah, if you want to. Are you looking in this hallway in between all of the stables? You're going to go into each of the stables? What do you, where do you want to look? I'll start with the hallway, because I don't know where a secret... No, it'll probably be a stable Would where you put a secret door. All right, yeah, I'll... However many perceptions I need to do for secret door, starting with the stable. Which stable? There's three stables and a hallway. Uh, stable one. Okay, you enter the first stable on your left. I need an investigation check. Oh, I'm great at those. Because you're you're searching for stuff. Nope, <laughs> three. All right, okay. stable two. You sneeze a little bit at the, the hay, but nothing catches your eye. All right. Uh, go into the hallways. You go to the stable on the far end. Go ahead and roll a perception. All right, in, investigation check. Seven for that one. I'm just going to get them all out of the way. Actually, you're not. Because, okay. so you go into the, the one at the very end. You poke around, you kind of move some hay about, you, you take a moment to, to kind of investigate the area. Everything seems fine. You turn around, as you exit the stable, you can now see that there are uh, four people standing in the stables that, have, uh, that are finishing walking up to essentially about 10, 15 feet away from you. The original gentleman that you were talking to and three guards. One of them is holding on to his sword. None of them have drawn their swords yet, but one of them is holding his sword. Um, the other two are kind of giving wary looks. The one that's holding his sword steps forward, so he's about 10 feet away from you, and he says, What's your name, son? My name is Leosian. Leosian, I'm not familiar with you. I'm not familiar with you. Well, you should be familiar with me. I'm your boss. Oh, nice to meet Drop you. Drop your weapons. Drop your weapons. We're going to have a chat. Yeah, yeah. I'll, here, I'll walk up, hands up. Don't shoot. Uh, I walk towards him. Be like, man, it's Are all good. Are you dropping your weapons? No, because I'm fucked either way. Are, why don't you poop yourself? If I drop my weapon, you it becomes a culprit. You Use the poo. I don't think. No, the poop would have been for one person questioning him. I, it, at this point, he's, he's busted. Actually, you know what? I will position myself so that I'm kind of like, I'll be like, all right, it's cool. It's cool. And I'll take my sword, but I'm positioning myself so it's kind of covered by the stable. So they can't see when I drop it that it turns into a halberd. Yes? Okay, roll a sleight of hand check. Oh. <laughs> I'm fucked either just way. Just shit your pants and run. Just shit your pants No, no, run. we can't help him. He's, he's doing this. He's, this is happening. Yeah. Oh. I cannot roll for shit today. Eight. Okay. As you do this, the... So you you uh, take out the halberd, which at the moment looks like a sword, and you try to very slyly just kind of drop yeah, it I right next to you. Yeah, I tried to position myself like so my side was there, and I would just push it over. So yeah. by the time that like I've got the wall here next to my side, I would just push it, and they don't see me actually drop it, but they see me come back without one. Yeah, that's what so I was kind of going. You do that, the guard captain immediately glares at you and says. All right, come forward. Is that the only weapon that you've got? Yeah. All right. 
We're gonna have a little bit of a chat. Come out of the stable. I come quietly. I should have dropped the axe, but uh, now I have my magic item just sitting in a stable. Fuck I me. But I, uh... <laughs> no, no, I can't help. I can't help. I can't help. You turn the halberd into a sword. The sword dropped and is now a halberd. The axe is just kind of hidden amongst the, the, clothing. the clothing of the, the, the hat. Do you actually exit the stable? Uh, I slowly approach, yeah. Okay. As you exit, the captain, he keeps his eyes firmly on you. He turns to the, the stable hand that you had been talking to that had raised the alarm. And he says, uh, qu- quietly, but he's not trying to not be heard by you. He says, tell the lady that we might have an intruder. And he turns back to you and he says, so you're going to kneel on the ground right now. And then we're going to ask you some questions. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if the lady would appreciate, well, she probably wouldn't mind getting the dirty clothes. Um, and as I kneel, I'll be like, just so you know, I've been having some bowel problems. Just FYI. I don't, he's not going to (laughs) care. Okay. As you kneel, we will call it there and we'll come back next time. Hell of a cliffhanger. See what happens. Wow. (laughs) That could not have gone worse. I mean, it could have gone worse. I just can't think of how it could have gone worse. I got this. And we'll see what happens next time. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.